the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out The Rob Black Show online, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. RobBlackShow.com. And now, Rob Black. Welcome to quarter three, year 2021. We march around the sun yet again. What will 2022 look like? Well, 2021 is looking pretty good through the first half of the year. 2020 looked pretty good in the end, but it had a little bit of a fit in the second quarter. Today is the start of July. Congratulations. All you're going to get is this stupid T-shirt. The first day of a new month tends to be accented with positive bias. People get excited. There's liquidity. There's paychecks to cash. There's money to invest. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I've seen stories come across like the S&P 500 is artificially inflated because everyone has a 401k. There is some truth to that. Every two weeks we buy stocks uh, with money out of our 401k. That makes buyers, 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 buyers for 26 weeks of the year. If we're getting paid every two weeks is my thought, right? Lack of selling interest on a consistent basis, it feels like for 10 years. We get a dip of 5% and we're like, buy, 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 buy. We had one week down in the second quarter and I was like – if we get two weeks, I'm a buyer. Like you, you kind of want to string a couple of them together to get a little bit of a dip. But we're buying on the dip before it turns into a route. Market rates remain very, very low. The 10-year treasury at 1.46%. Um, I've said this for years and years and years. I buy stocks when the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%. So I'm going to buy stocks when it's at 1.4%. Unless I think the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't think it is. I think to prevent us from going to hell in a handbasket, our politicians say, let's bail, bail them out. Let's print money. The Fed isn't in a hurry to raise its policy rate. That's something we learned in the first half of the year. It sits effectively in the lower bound range of policy. The Fed's very accommodative. The Fed's helping the stock market, they think they're helping the economy, but the truth is they're helping the stock market and the housing market a lot. And they've created a bit of a nightmare scenario for themselves. There's inflation in my wealth and there's inflation in my home. I have some inflation in my wages, <coughs> but not to the similar proportions of my house or my retirement plan. Second quarter earnings season report 
Dean should start right about now. What I mean by that is, as we say, the second quarter is over, January, February, March, first quarter, April, May, June, second quarter. As we move into the third quarter, we're going to start to tell the truth. If you watch ABC, and I don't quite understand their programming boss, but if you watch ABC, they got a lot of game shows on. Game shows are cheap to make. Game shows are dramatic. This person's going to win $25,000, a life-changing amount of money. And we're like, we're in. I want to see him blow it. We're in. I want to see him hit it. So very accommodative right now. Second half of the year, first half was pretty darn good. Earning season is starting, and it's going to be time to tell the truth. And to tell the truth, that's the one where you're like, one of these three people can do a Rubik's Cube with their feet. And you see three different people, and you're like, you see a person from India, you see a big tall guy, and you're like, well, tall guy is probably, he's big and he's old. He he probably was around when Rubik's Cube was a big thing in the 1980s, and and you start like and the person from India. Well, they, they I've seen videos on National Geographic where they can carry you know buckets of water with their feet. And you're like, isn't that racist? It kind of is. And then there's this like nerdy little kid who's got pimples. And you're like, kids with pimples can do Rubik's cubes. Um, and and in the end of the show, someone has to stand up and say, I'm the person who could do the Rubik's cube with my feet. And they all kind of do the head fake. <clears throat> That's kind of where we are with earnings season right now. We have to tell the truth every 90 days on Wall Street. So as the second quarter ends, we're going to get into earnings. Earnings so far this year have been pretty good, justifying the high stock market within reason, not on a valuation basis, but on an earnings year-over-year basis. Yeah, we get it. Second quarter earnings season reporting is to start ramping up. Right now we're expecting 60% will exceed as far as the number of companies on a year-over-year basis. There is a prevailing view that inflation has peaked, and with price of lumber, we, we agree. 90 days ago, I was doing stories on this air about home builders building homes and pouring the concrete, and then they're like, wait, 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 lumber's too expensive, so let's just let that concrete sit for six months. Concrete wasn't seeing the inflation, lumber was. Now, lumber's down 45%. Home builders like, bring on the lumber. Return the lumber to the yard. Let's bring it on. Um, so the question on inflation, transitory or not, we've seen some inflation break. Will we see wages go back down? I don't think so. And that's going to be the interesting thing in the second half this year. How many people fall into my camp of, I don't think so. And how many people fall into the camp of, we expect it to. Reopening activity in the United States continuing, leading to more hiring activity and leading to more consumer spending. Consumer spending leads to corporations reporting their earnings and doing better than expected. I did a story yesterday about back to school. Don't expect any discounting this year because they don't need to. Retailers get screwed in winter when they have lots and lots and lots of sweaters. We have sweaters for Christmas. We have sweaters for January and February. We got sweaters, sweaters, sweaters. And then it's 80 degrees during December. They're they're like, oh, we better put these guys on sale now. Because we thought we were going to have another 60 days of cold and it's 80 degrees outside. 
It's 116 in Portland, hot enough to cook an egg on the street. Walgreens Boot Alliance. Oh, do I hate that name. Can't we just call you Walgreens? No, because they're also a pharmacy on top of it. They're also a healthcare company underneath it. They're trading higher day after reporting better than expected earnings. Do you remember during COVID, we're not getting the flu because we're all wearing masks? Guess what hit America hard in the last month? The flu. Um, I got it. I don't know if you heard the show, but I sounded like, hello, it's me, Kermit the Frog. I sounded awful. Uh, so Walgreens Boots Alliance, guess who went to Walgreens and or CVS or Rite Aid? Me. Mucinex, man. If you ever hear me do a radio show on Mucinex, Mucinex gets me high as a kite. It's like getting my wisdom teeth pulled out and it's an over the counter. It's not over the counter. It's a prescription drug. It's No, it's an over the counter. Whoa. So flu hit hard because we're reopening. Thus, Walgreens and CVS, I think, are going to have a good quarter. I know it's that kind of simple. Initial claims decreased by 51,000 to 364,000. That's the lowest level since March 14, 2020. Things are falling into place, except for in Asia. Still kind of sticky with COVID. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out the Rob Black Show online. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. RobBlackShow.com. There's two stories out on Wall Street today that caused me concern. Of like, huh, that's interesting. Let's talk about it. Let's let's plant it in people's brains. There's not a lot going on. Second half of the year has started great. It's good to see. First half went wonderful. We're having a good year. Second half, we're in good position with Fed saying, we're not going to mess things up too much. But they have planted the seeds of like down the road, we're going to change things up. But not today, but down the road. So they've pulled down the road, it's going to get messy. A lot of people like to predict recessions. A lot of people like to pick Um and label like this is when the next shoe is going to drop. The Fed said the next shoe is going to drop sometime in the next two years, whereas before it was like two plus years. They've tightened their time frame. We're going to have a correction, probably when the Fed raises interest rates. It's that kind of predictable. Therefore, it probably won't happen. They've done a very nice job telegraphing it's coming. There's many in my industry who believe the Federal Reserve has caused every major recession by raising interest rates or by saying they're going to raise interest rates, that they are the mouthpiece that does the the work of shutting down Wall Street when it gets too hot. So there's two stories out there that I find interesting. Today, one is a Tesla owner sued Tesla saying that they went back on their promise of free supercharging for life by introducing idle fees at charging stations. This, to me, feels stupid. But it's worthy of note. If you bought a Tesla between 2012 and 2016 when Tesla was struggling, Elon Musk promised, hey, you can use our superchargers for free for life. 
But once your car is charged, and if you leave it in that charging lane, it's going to be 50 cents a minute or 50 cents. Is it a 50 cents a minute? Yeah. Or a dollar a minute sometimes. If you leave it overnight and like there's 12 chargers and you're in number 11 and there's no other chargers for people, they can charge idle fees. So they're not charging supercharging fees. So there's a lawsuit right now from someone who bought a Tesla saying it's really not free for life because I can't use it to park my car there at night and not charge it after it's been fully charged. I find that to be kind of a stupid story other than sometimes things change. I had a girlfriend who had a Southwest card and she used to swear by it. Like, oh, I'm put, let me pay for dinner. I'm, I'm getting points for it. Let me pay for this. I'm, I'm like, okay. And then she was all pissed and bitter when Southwest changed the deal on her. Instead of $1, one point, if you want to book a flight, it's going to be two points instead of one point. You're like, she was like, whoa, it changed. It wasn't that dramatic, but it was pretty close. So sometimes it is in the fine print. It is worth reading your insurance contract. It is worth talking to your insurance agent. What happens if my house burns down? What happens if I have a flood? What happens if like it's worth knowing before it happens? But also it's worth noting that sometimes your insurance can be canceled. Flat out, things can change. That's the Tesla story to me. It's not the lawsuit. Who cares? That's stupid to me. You promised it was free supercharging. Why are you charging me for sitting idle at a supercharger? Uh, you're stupid. You need to be removed from the human race is what I would say if I were a judge. Judge Robert has removed another person from the human race. Too many lawsuits. Coming up on today's Judge Robert show. So Jeff Bezos is picking a fight now. Who's he picking a fight with now? Is it with Donald Trump? New. No. He's picking a fight with Microsoft. And it's interesting because Amazon has kind of formed a rebel alliance. I know you're saying rebel alliance like Star Wars. Yes. Microsoft has been known as the evil empire throughout history. When you think of evil empire, you think done, done, done. You think of Star Wars, right? That's Microsoft. That goes to Bill Gates' head. Or such a today. Um, long story short, Amazon's trying to be Han Solo and Chewbacca. Like, come on, hit it, Chewie. Amazon's talking with Slack and with Dropbox and saying, like, let's compete with these guys. The idea is part of Amazon Web Services' effort to expand into business apps. It hasn't seen a lot of success there like Salesforce has. Amazon's been talking to other companies about that Rebel Alliance angle against Microsoft because Microsoft dominates the work productivity application market. Now, we already know Amazon's getting into healthcare. We already know Amazon's getting into, like, what else are they going to get into, right? There used to be a commercial on television, and it might be from because I used to live in the East Coast and kind of Southern appeal to some of the commercials in my head. But there was a commercial where the guy said, I guarantee it. If you can get a better price than this, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. The word guarantee just hung in my head again and again and again and again. So trying to break into Microsoft's world of office apps, I guarantee that's picking a fight. 
Dropbox, Slack, Smartsheet. They're part of the bundle Rebel Alliance inside Amazon Web Services, a possible reference to Star Wars, right? No doubt. We all know Microsoft was the evil empire, and they've seemed to play nice with the world since they got basically uh, spanked hard by the European Union 20 years ago. So Amazon coming up with this Rebel Alliance, it's, it's going to be interesting because Amazon has to come up with new businesses. I'm about filled up to my eyeballs with Amazon packages, right? I can't get more Amazon packages. I get packages to buy to put my packages in. I just bought 18 boxes from Amazon. I'm not kidding you. So I could store boxes. I know you're saying, no, that's not quite right. Eh, it's not quite right, but it's along the right lines. So trying to create a bundle of software for Amazon would help simplify the purchasing process for companies that prefer to buy a variety of business apps rather than a suite of solutions from a single vendor. It would create an alternative to Microsoft 365, which I love and hate. Have you ever used Microsoft? I have a Microsoft 365 account at Cron. I have a Microsoft 365 account at Salem. I have a Microsoft 365 account at um, EP Wealth. So I, I'm like, I'm up to my teeth and my eyeballs. So yeah, Amazon's clearly going to try to do this. They can win maybe at healthcare. Will they win with apps? I don't know. I guarantee it's going to be a fight. And I guarantee they see it as a green passion that they can raid. How do you feel about that? Amazon trying to go after the big boys. I guarantee down the road, they're going to go after other three pastures like tickets. Why not sell tickets to baseball games? If you're going to show baseball games on your Amazon Web Services TV shows. Why not sell baseball caps? There's green pastures for Amazon to expand into, and they're looking at it, going after Microsoft, may or may not work. Find me online at Rob Black Show. This is The Rob Black Show. The United States is going to fall short of vaccinating 70% of its adults by the 4th of July. We open today with the calendar hitting July 1. The second half of the year has begun. We're seeing stories out there during the summertime that are a little bit in the doldrums. So we're trying to find things to talk about. DD stock jumps 12% in the first day after becoming a thing. DD being the Chinese Uber. Here's a question for you. As an investor, do you want to own the Chinese Uber? Or do you want to own the US Uber? Good question, right? From my history of doing this and from being involved, I'd say go with the US one. In large part, you know what you're going to get with accounting. You know what you're going to get with politicians. Politicians may hate Uber in the United States, but in China, you don't know if they're going to go one day, like, let's ban all Ubers. We've seen it before. Headline this morning that just keeps, I, I seen it again and again and again, is the search halted at collapsed condo site in Florida due to concerns after the other towers around it could fall. Um, to me, this is a story about Americans don't trust government anymore. We don't trust government to come in and tell us if our buildings are safe or sound. 
we get super freaked out when a bridge falls down and people die. We should be super freaked out that a, a building fell down. We should go like our buildings shouldn't fall down. We need to inspect them. We have state employees. You know what the highest state employee is in every state? It's a college football coach usually. We need to be paying our building inspectors a little bit more money. Some of that money going to state colleges, going to football coaches, should be going to inspectors, in my opinion. But that's the story in Miami. To me, I know there's a human tragedy. I know there's an insurance angle. I know there's there's so many things going on. But that shouldn't happen in America because we pay taxes. We should our our building should be pretty well documented. In theory, the 40-year-old, like, there's there's a story there. I don't know if I quite have it right, but there's a story there. When Biden says, let's spend money on infrastructure, how about we spend money on building inspectors and road inspectors and bridge inspectors? And that's when you learn, like, we are kind of antiquated and we need to start rebuilding. Weekly jobless claims total hits new pandemic era low of 364,000. We're not firing people. We need people at work. If you go through financial media these days, you'll keep hearing about, you know, how to stop from getting burnout in the restaurant industry. One of my favorite restaurants has opened back up and it's lovely to go to. But here's the twist. They're still closed on Mondays and Tuesdays because they don't have enough employees. So we're watching the jobs numbers in the second half of the year. The top five stories so far of this year, in my opinion, are pretty obvious. Um, they being meme stocks are a thing that we've regularly talk about. I'm looking at UAMC and GameStop and Reddit. Ransomware was big. Whether it be, do you know we got hacked at a pipeline, right? Colonial pipeline. But do you also know that we got hacked at a big meat processor? That's unacceptable. Ransomware shouldn't work in this day and age. We should have better cybersecurity, but we don't. Cybersecurity, big story this year. COVID, the World Health Organization versus the CDC. Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Right now, we're seeing the Delta variation or the Delta variant. It could cause a surge of infections in areas with lower vaccination rates. For example, Mississippi. Emma, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. Mississippi, only one-third of the population is fully vaccinated. So I'll tell you with a little bit of glee, my county is like 98%, 97%, 98% vaccinated. I don't know if I believe those statistics, but that's what they're publishing. I'm like, I can probably go French kiss everyone in my county. I know you're saying, ew. I know you're saying French kissing. Does, do people still say that? You know what I'm trying to say. So Biden couldn't get the 70% adults vaccinated where it would have been widespread muted reactions to COVID. But I want to say third world countries like Mississippi. I don't want to say that, but it's in my head. But areas where they're like a third of the population, I fully expect Mississippi to have a crisis this fall. And I know you're like, that's a story. That's a back half story of 2021, right? Yeah, the top five stories: ransomware, meme stocks, COVID, help wanted, 
and jobs numbers. Uh, we see the demand there. Now, can we fill it with with employees? And it's interesting because I get an email, you know, every day. Oh, I, I think uh, I'm going to sell everything in the stock market, Rob, because you know I, I see these you know people don't want to go back to work. That's actually a really really good thing. People are saying I'm worth more than that job, and they're looking for jobs that'll pay them more. That's actually a really, really good thing when those job openings are, are so obvious that people want to get paid more. Now, we can go through these social marches, livable wage, livable wage, rah, 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 shish, boom, bah, livable wage, where McDonald's, everyone's going to, the, the drive throughs are all going to shut down for two minutes today. But when people actually say, I'm not coming to work, screw you. Good luck selling your McBurgers. I want more money. That's a big story because it's actually working. And inflation's a big story of the year. Number one business story so far. Chipotle hiked its menu prices. At one point in April, the cheapest rental car in Maui was $722 a day. Can you imagine people are renting U-Hauls to drive themselves to the beach? Hey, honey, go fire up the U-Haul. I know we're standing at a five-star resort, but we're going to the beach today. In a U-Haul, whether we should be freaking out or not about these price surges, Wall Street's not freaking out. Like we had one bad week. If they get sticky and we're seeing $722 car rentals in Maui in the second half of the year and the first half of 2022 – Wall Street is not going to be happy. Dogecoin went to the moon and broke down in the first half of the year. Now real estate prices are going to the moon. Experts predict the housing market will not implode like it did 10 years ago. It feels like we're reaching a peak right now in terms of competitiveness. But we don't think it's going to be as bad. We just think it's going to burn out. Now, that's the rub. 10 years ago, they were going like, oh, look at all these bad loans we have. They're about to fail. We were running and screaming right through them. Nike's fourth quarter earnings sprinted past earnings expectations. I think that's the story of the day. Brooks, they make running shoes. They're owned by none other than Warren Buffet. Nike's fourth quarter earnings sprinted past expectations. Brooks said the same thing. Nike is exercising a focus on customer loyalty with a membership model. 300 million Nike members worldwide helped fuel a record 3 billion in online sales during the quarter. Wait, 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 wait. Did he just say Nike has 300 million members in a membership model? Uh-huh. Who knew? It's kind of like Wall Street loves this kind of thing. Uh, Wall Street loved America Online. That, uh, that's all I need to tell you is because of subscribers. The loyalty program and Nike's various apps help Nike figure out what their customer is, where, when, why, how much they make. Nike is thinking about strategically you know, partnering their wholesale partners um, they're being very, very smart with it. It used to be that you can run into like a TJ Maxx and buy Nikes. Not anymore. Nike wants 
to say goodbye to retailers who are okay. Sometimes very, very good, like big five sporting goods, gone. Denim Sports, Olympia Sports, Shoe Show, Urban Outfitters, DSW, all gone. Um, Nike Asa Cut, Dillard, Zappos, Belk, gone. I like a certain style of running shoe, the Air Max, uh, of which I've started road running again recently, and I, I don't know if my body's going to do it this time. I took the uh, pandemic off, which other people are running. I was like, I'm not going to run. So I just started picking it back up, and I'm like, my body's not there. But I can tell you one thing. Nike Air Maxes are on my feet, right? Um, I used to be able to shop around for my Air Max and go, like, let's go see what Zappos has. Because I, I know I'm size 14. I know the model that I want. The year changes sometimes, but the, the fit's the same. So Nike's controlling all that. Who does that sound like? Wait, wait, I'll give you a second. They make smartphones. They're run by a man named Tim Cook. Controlling your product and, and having stores that you want to be featured in, very, very important. For the record, I went into a Best Buy yesterday. I was shocked at their inventory. They are changing big time. Think you know what a Best Buy is? I don't think you know. Think you know what Facebook does? I don't think you know. Facebook has 10,000 employees dedicated to virtual reality and augmented reality. Think about the company you're working at today. Think about city governments. Think about wherever you are and 10,000 employees. Find me online, Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out the Rob Black Show online, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels, robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial Today's stories are not fruitful. Oil prices top $75 a barrel. I don't like that. If I'm saying oil's at $75 a barrel in the third and fourth quarter of this year, it's going to be a problem for Wall Street. Jobless claims data came in lower than expected, a promising sign ahead of the jobs report on Friday. Talking about turning back time. How about going forward in time? I wish I had that number right now because that's a big one. You know, I think about big ones. Um, it's a market. It's, it's a game changer. Every first Friday of 12 times a year, I say the same thing. Can't wait for that first Friday of the month. Can't wait for the jobs data. It's I don't know if there's a similar thing in basketball or football. Maybe the draft. Something like that where you get this promise, you get this this future where you're like, let's check it out. So Nike is a story I seem to come back to. They just reported earnings. And I throw it out there because I got an email yesterday from one of the listeners. He's a regular listener. He's a regular emailer. I'll, I'll be honest. He's a little on the annoying side. I shouldn't be getting – I shouldn't recognize people's email addresses, and I recognize his. Uh, I'm like, oh, Tony sent an email kind of thing. Oh, Tony sent an email. Oh, guess what? Tony sent an email. It's not Tony Mendez from Barrio uh, Real Estate Report. But he's trying desperately to find, like, sexy stocks. 
I get emails from people who are like fighting, desperately trying to like figure out Bitcoin, desperately trying to figure out their road to riches. And I hate to say it, sometimes it's obvious to me, it's like a, a Nike. It's not that simple and you do need to consult a broker advisor for taking action on anything that I say. And when I say, I, I'm saying like, make your life easier, I'm not saying it's easy. You could probably build a portfolio and, and for lack of a better word, idea, let's say you go to a NASCAR event this weekend. Let's say you go to the Pocono 500. I don't even know if there's a Pocono 500, I'm just making it up. But let's say you go to a NASCAR event called the Pocono 500 or the International Race Day Derby Festival. And you see cars racing around the track. Where are they going? They're just going in a circle. Truly American to watch cars go in circles, circle, right? Not really, but go with it. If you look at the sponsors, you can probably build a portfolio of the sponsors. Hey, look, everybody. It's the Orange Home Depot car. And you kind of know what I'm talking about, right? There's the greenmonster.com. There's the, like, the Tide one. If you were to buy the stocks that you see racing around in a circle at the Pocono 500, I hope the Pocono 500 is not a horse race because then I'm going to sound really stupid when this gets played back. I think you, like, if you look at the hat, if you look at who sponsors the NFL, it's kind of a, a blue chip thing. Ooh, there's the segment right now. Should you invest in blue chip stocks? I got no problem with it. I'm easy. I, I like that a lot easier than trying to find the next Bitcoin, trying to find the next clean energy, trying to find the next electric vehicle. I think the next electric vehicle winner is Tesla. Tesla's the next Tesla because the market share penetration is so low. But then again, you're starting to see competition come in on Tesla. You've seen Tesla go through some fits and starts with quality control. If Ford can come out with an electric vehicle that no one complains about, that's Tesla's worst nightmare. So I'm pretty good going with a company like a Nike when I get emails from Tony, Tony, Tony. Hey, I got this great idea. Here's my next great idea. Here's my next great idea. I'm not knocking you, Tony. And I'm certainly taking it way out of context. I'm just saying the average listener out there keeps trying to find like something. It's okay. I'll, I'll give you the example. The Motley Fools. I hate the Motley Fools. I know you're saying, wait, wait, you hate a lot of people, Rob. You hate the Motley Fools? Yeah, I hate the Motley Fools. Um, the Motley Fools found a little company called iOmega at 12 cents. It went to $40. What's the next iOmega? Pay for the newsletter now. I hate that stuff. I remember iMega and Zip Drives. Do you? They were kind of a bridge before we got storing stuff on the cloud. Like we needed physical storage to back stuff up. It was better than a floppy drive. It was better than a hard drive because you could take it around with you. It was, it was like a portable hard drive. It was awesome. I hate the Motley Fools because they still talk about that. They also got on, on AOL. And now they just try to sell newsletters like this is the next AOL. Subscribe to our newsletter and we'll tell you what it is. You're like, I want the next AOL. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at Nike today. And you look pretty good, Nike. You got the Olympics coming up. Then you have the Winter Olympics coming up. Then you've got the World Cup coming up. You've got a return to sports that's that's playing on. 
uh, I'm not saying I want to go camping with Nike, but I can't quit Nike. I love Nike. It's like they make lots and lots of money. And during COVID where we're like, screw you, Jim, we, we start road running. Nike, it, people make this too hard. I was as shocked as you were that they've got 300 million people who consider them members. I'm not surprised that Nike's figured out apps. I'm not surprised that they figured out their customer. In the world of Facebook, I get it. We give up a lot of information that's sold to advertisers and someone like a Nike who has a lot of information on us. They know I buy shoes every six months. They know my income bracket. They know my credit card number. They know a lot about me. Sometimes you don't have to try so hard is what I'm getting at. I know you're looking for the next Nike, the next Iomega, the next AMC, the next... Sometimes it's right in front of your eyeballs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Search The Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>